0: It's July 31st, 2017, and this is the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast. Special episode today, engineer Southern Satya Seelan joins me, Pius Wong, to co-host as we talk about bringing entrepreneurship into engineering education. Hey, I am Pius.
1: Hi, I'm Southern Sati
0: Um, So, in case you haven't heard the podcast in a while, you might recognize my voice. I usually host this podcast, but Southern here, he's been on the show before.
1: I've been co-hosting a little bit here yeah. and there.
0: What's uh, something that people should know about you?
1: Okay, so uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. I got my master's degree uh, at the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, and right now I'm working for the University of Texas at Austin, um, developing um, engineering freshman calculus projects. Uh, I'm waiting to get back into my PhD program, so that's where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, so you're actively doing stuff in engineering education? Yes, I am. Awesome. And you also taught engineering students before, right?
1: I have, I have. Yeah, I have, yeah. Hopefully like, that's where the conversation can lead to today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: tell me a little bit about your, wait, you tell, experience.
1: you tell everyone about you, right? Oh, this yeah.
0: Eh, what do they want to know about me? <laughs>
1: well, what do you do? What do you do right now? What have you done? In the yeah. Past? So
0: mm. right now I am making this podcast, but actually it's a part of this studio that I keep on mentioning after every episode mm-hmm. called Pios Labs. Mm-hmm. And it is an engineering and education consultancy. It's kind of a catch all. So basically I, uh develop software for people i develop educational games i teach every so often and tutor and yeah we'll see where it leads me
1: so pios labs is that, um, is that the name of your company yes okay yeah so i've been i've been wondering about this question um you know mentioned that i have been teaching for a while yeah and i've been teaching um the senior design project uh, at a duty for undergrads so this is the pre pre final semester so what I teach them is um, or I TA them so what we do is we have these team project projects that uh, the students reverse engineer and they write a report my job is to guide them through that uh, in terms of teamwork in terms of technical communication Mm -hmm. presentations um, and also how to how to do their research and uh, how to apply innovation in designs um, one of the things that I found out which kind of bothered me was um in the beginning of the semester. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you know about this, but we we ha- we hand out this this first uh assignment where we asked them, Hey, what are your future passions? What do you what do you want to do? And I was surprised to find out that more than fifty percent of the students fifty. Fifty percent. Like half, yeah. of them, okay. half of them. Half of them. Half of them. So half of them they, you know, they answer that they want to get into a managerial position. And these are like technical engineers, mechanical engineers. Um, And I was like, kind of surprised. Like, what is that? Um, Why do people not want to get into technical Mm -hmm. field? These are engineers we're talking about. And they've
0: taken engineering now for like three and a half years. Yeah, three
1: and a half years. And they want to jump into management. So I was kind of curious about entrepreneurship itself. So... You have a company, Pi, Pi, Pi-os, Pios Labs. Pi Lab, yeah. Yeah, it's Pios. The name
0: might be a mistake, but we'll find Your out. Your name is yeah. Pius. Mine is Pius with a U, and my okay. company is Pios with an O. Is it Pios? Pio- Pios. Okay. Yeah, I have a story behind that name. but That's the story that's I, I want to, want to hear. hear. So what, oh, you what hear prompted that?
1: you to... Um, I know you've been working for UT as well. Yeah. Uh, for a while, you've been um, training teachers to deliver engineering content to high school students. So... What prompted you to start this company?
0: Well, I wanted to be able to do my own stuff. Okay. So I said one of the things that I wanted to do or that I do right now is I try to develop educational games, mm-hmm. educational software. And that's not a thing that was part of our old job. And, and so Southern and I, I mean, we worked together before. We did not create educational video games. No, yeah, it was a very different thing. I did develop cool little robot systems, you know, stuff like that. I would like to create something even cooler. So maybe create video games, but also games that are involved in your robots, all this other stuff that doesn't fall under the purview of what the University of Texas wants.
1: So it's your own thing. Yep. You, you're not associated with the university anymore. I am not. So that's, I find that very interesting. You're not the only one to do something like that. There are a lot of people but more but i think more than that there are a lot of people who wants to do who do something like that but they don't
0: yeah so, like the students that you were teaching they want to do that they right? want to
1: do that but usually they end up taking an oil job <laughs> which uh, which is a lot of money as you know, UT, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's no it's it's Texas, so sure of course but eventually i'm hoping that they get into the field that they really want to do like in the managerial position What is entrepreneurship from your experience till now?
0: I would say entrepreneurship is delivering and selling a product okay. to customers. Okay. That's what I would call entrepreneurship. And it does make me wonder what your students thought entrepreneurship was. Did they even know? Because I probably knew on a surface level. And by the time I actually quit my job and started to create my own job i'm discovering what entrepreneurship is and so i wonder do these engineering students have any idea what they really want like when they say that
1: you know what i'm not sure i'm not exactly sure um about that um from my understanding all i see is uh they're technically skilled people they're smart people um and they want to create something. That's it's very clear about... Uh, specifically, the project that we do is, is reverse engineering. So, they have to innovate something. It's very clear that they want to apply the skills that they learned to do something that's other than uh, a desk job, so to speak. Right. Uh, engineering is a professional degree. So, technically, you can create a livelihood for yourself if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure why they. Uh, m- maybe they intuitively understand entrepreneurship. Maybe they don't know the definition of it. Like you were talking about, you jumped into it and you're learning more about it. Maybe that's where they are in.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like nobody taught me when I was growing up how to start a business, and definitely not in college. I mean, I took a class once in grad school, and that was probably the closest I had gotten. They always say that the best entrepreneurs. They already figured out what to do when they were a young kid. Like they started their own hustle. They, they mowed lawns or they started their own lemonade business or whatever. I didn't do that. So, so I don't know. Uh, like I'm getting my training late in life. Hmm. And I, I wonder if a lot of students in college know they want to do this. Is it because they got their training before? If so, how did they do it? I seriously doubt that. Students got training in entrepreneurship when they were growing up, most kids.
1: So would you say entrepreneurship and leadership skills? How much do they overlap?
0: Oh, they overlap a lot, you know? Because entrepreneurship means that you're actually, you know, creating a product, selling a product. and leading everyone involved in that process. And even if it's just one person, I mean, you got to get people on board. You got to get your customers on board and your investors on board, all that stuff.
1: It seems like even if you are the only one, there is a lot of planning that's involved uh, in your life. Yeah, that is at some level self-leadership.
0: Do you think that a part of engineering education should include entrepreneurship education? Oh, I,
1: I totally think so and this is coming from a very personal experience of TAING that course right that is definitely a need
0: so what did you see like did they were were they not good organizers or leaders or did they not have these qualities that you think entrepreneurs need so um you know
1: how engineers have this reputation for being socially inept yes yeah so um I make that joke all the time about myself. Yes. (laughs) But okay. So in my opinion, entrepreneurs are somebody who somebody who it's it's not really about the social thing, but good communicators at the least.
0: Yes, I Um, I agree.
1: Yeah. So I'm not sure if that um, level of that kind of teaching happens in in engineering schools.
0: Hmm. Because they're focused on other things. They're They're focused focused on on technical stuff most of the time. Yeah. Milling and CAD and whatever else goes on. Yeah. Okay.
1: So here's a different question. Um, is is education and entrepreneurship important? Yeah. Why would you say so? Would you Is your entrepreneurship alive right now? Do you wish well, that you had me, learned something before?
0: Yeah. I mean, I could answer that for me personally. Like, okay. I mean, I didn't know that I was going to try to do my own thing when I was younger. Okay. And it's just something I grew into. But like, at least if I had that background, I could have maybe fallen into this job earlier um like i had a lot of training in what chemistry and science and english and that was great and it helped me do the things that i'm doing and and maybe my education was already packed with stuff that there was no room for anything else but but if i had some business training that wasn't boring then maybe i would have been inspired to do what i'm doing and know what i'm doing because I, hey i could always make more money i'll tell you that you know
1: um I was reading about this, um, uh, this guy was talking about the the humanities development. So right now we understand the reason we are doing these podcasts, Engineering Education, is because we understand the importance of engineering itself in um, our day-to-day lives in terms of improving um, humanity's uh, future. Now, in that sense, uh, one of the biggest um, reason why entrepreneurship education is important from my perspective and from from what this guy was talking about is in human history, there will always been um, one certain um, group, one certain institution that kind of controls or kind of influences every other sector. Um, for example, in the past, you can see religion playing a huge role sure. in shaping up uh, right. the human future. And then it became uh, politics. Politics became a, a bigger, uh, a big uh, influencer in how... And
0: th- kings. And,
1: and, yes. And, yeah. In that sense, um, in, in a very big picture sense, I think we are at a point where the leaders of the world are actually business people.
0: Oh, yeah, a lot of people would agree with you.
1: Yeah, so for example, Elon Musk is taking people to Mars. Like, what? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, if you follow Reddit at all, <laughs> there's a lot of people screaming about how corporations might have too much influence on everything, but who knows how much we can stop that? I don't know. Right.
1: I mean, even if you can't, you can't, you could, it took uh, thousands of years to stop monarchy, thousands of years to reduce the influence of religion. So it's, it's inevitable. We are at a time where. Business leaders are the ones that are influencing the world we live in um, now and in the future. Um, because you look at these big corporations like Google. Sure. Um, the revenue of Google is bigger than some right. countries With even. Little, yeah, yeah. yeah, So these are big influences on the world. So if that is the case, then I think it's it's high time we look into... Entrepreneurship as a science, mm. and uh, and tr- at least try and teach it,
0: and get more engineers to become entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think as uh, introducing them at any level would be.
0: Yeah, you know, it, I I think that also parallels what people have been saying about politicians and stuff like that they say why don't we have more engineers and scientists in political positions because the theory is that if we did maybe we would solve more problems at least the technical problems Mm -hmm. likewise you could say the same thing about business leaders if you had more minds that are technically oriented and into innovation maybe they would create some really great businesses and corporations that don't ruin the world
1: which is also what the students want from um, from the small data that i've gathered in my experience i'm not sure if it's because we are in austin if Uh, yeah austin is a a, an entrepreneur it's a very i think
0: that's part of it i I totally think that's part of it but i do think that in the media it's entrepreneurship has been popularized i felt that growing up like i didn't feel like engineers nor business people were idolized when i was a kid But as I got into high school and college and then past college, I was like, oh, well, business people are definitely becoming idolized more. You got Shark Tank today, which is super popular. And it's a great show, by the way. My business school professor was also saying it's a great show.
1: Mm.
0: And I think there are many reasons to say why entrepreneurship is important and why engineers should know how to be entrepreneurs. But then how do you actually do that? How do you effectively teach? That's a good question. Because it's hard enough teaching engineers, right? We have a shortage of qualified engineers because they aren't passing their math classes or nobody's interested or we don't have enough role models. And so now we're going to throw in this other thing. Isn't that a challenge?
1: It is. But um, if we just brainstorm a little bit, I think we can find ways uh, to... To introduce entrepreneurship in a very um, organic way.
0: Sure, at any level. They don't have to be in college.
1: No, no, of course not. So if, if we talk about entrepreneurship itself, we, we spoke a little bit about it. It's It overlaps a lot with it leadership.
0: Does. In, with leadership and with, with innovation and engineering itself.
1: Starting things.
0: Yes, yeah, understanding what people want and need. Yes,
1: yes. So um, what are some of the examples that um, you can think of that can be done in any level any of education. Level. Well, that can that might be able to uh, teach the idea of or impart the idea of um, how running to, a business, how to run, how to start, something. how to run a business, yeah. how to
0: sustain a business. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it in an engineering context. Um, well, I'm just gonna throw ideas out there. Okay. If yes. we're gonna we do, do that. that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I already mentioned the, <laughs> the classic start a lemonade business, start right, a lawn yeah. mowing business. So those are all the stereotypical kid businesses.
1: So uh, do people do do that in America already? They do.
0: Yeah, they do. And f- part of the reason why they have Girl Scout cookie sales huh. is to teach business sense.
1: Interesting. I, yeah.
0: There are a lot of programs like that. Okay. When I was a kid, I remember that whenever every spring would, would come and there's baseball season for Little League, they would have kids selling candy bars and stuff for their team so th- there are all those things i don't really know how effective those programs are in teaching money sense in kids but or organization but you know maybe that's something
1: i mean i think the the laminate stand is a, is, a, is a great example of um business running a business starting and running a business if if any kid i'm guessing it's done in around like middle school
0: level I don't even know if people do it anymore. To be honest, huh, okay. it, it's like one of those things that I think of in Charlie Brown. Like, yeah, that's I've seen only seen it's, it in it's cartoons. from the nineteen forties. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if people do that anymore. If people are worried about being poisoned by strangers. And oh stuff. wow! <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard that that's a concern. I'm yeah. In any case, I, I think watching Shark Tank sometimes can be inspiring. Honestly, like kids can look at that and see other young kids starting businesses. They've had a couple teenagers and middle schoolers on mm-hmm. that show. So that's really interesting. They're obviously helped by adults, but maybe that's the lesson. The lesson is, even if you're a kid, you can find people to help you and to teach you. And um, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to research and look things up. So, so I hope that that's something that they learn.
1: Okay. So, yeah, teaching entrepreneurship, it's a, it seems like a very broad thing to, um, brainstorm about. Yeah. Do you want to pick the top two skills and see what, how those can be hmm. important? Let's, okay. Before that, let's read the definition yeah, of entrepreneurship. Yeah. You, you've got it on I'm your phone, about right? It. Yeah. Uh, it's, what's the source here? The the business dictionary defines entrepreneurship as the business dictionary the business the business dictionary the business dictionary.com. website uh well it sounds uh it's legit yeah all right so (laughs) the capacity and willingness to develop organize and manage a business venture along with any of its risks in order to make a profit the most obvious example of entrepreneurship is starting a new business. Hmm. So starting something new, the willingness to start something new, it seems like a, a very central theme of uh, entrepreneurship. So how can this willingness to start something new can be incorporated in every, everyday education, regardless of what kind of education it
0: is? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say that engineering classes have that exact same question. I mean, they a, a full engineering design class will teach the skill of researching a need, like going to a community or a set of customers and finding out what their what their deal is, what they need, what their problem is, and how to get some ideas for how to solve it. So one skill is is that doing your customer needs analysis? And there are a lot of engineering classes behind that and engineering projects you can do for that. The first thing that I thought of actually uh, was in humanities classes, in art classes and art projects, do you think that those types of projects also can teach someone to be motivated to start something new? It seems like it.
1: If it's if, if, Okay, so if you're going to tackle the very, co- very idea of willingness to start something, it seems like it doesn't have to be a business. It doesn't have to be a product. Um, in fact, if it's just about human willingness, then if if a student just wants to start a band, say a music band, or if he wants to start a sports team, that I think that willingness itself must be should be nurtured and not be um, discouraged.
0: Right. I wonder if. Some kids may not even know that they want to start it, but they do know they want to play baseball or they know they want to play in a band. And so maybe all it takes is some supportive adults to say, well, maybe we don't have a band right here in this school yet, but you can help start one. You know, in, in our high schools, they always say that the people who start their own club... Are are already well off, you know. Right.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. like a, it is a show of uh, leadership. Something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know what? There are a lot of. I, I feel a little better. There are a lot of educational benefits to what our schools are doing today. I okay. mean, they do encourage yeah. kids to start stuff. They encourage kids to be passionate about creating something, whether it's art or now in our engineering classes that are spreading. I think that. Having the passion to start something is something that can be taught in, like, any one of those subjects that we teach, whether it's an English class because you Mm -hmm, can have mm -hmm. passion to start a story. Yeah. Or in math class, you can do a math project. I mean, like, you can teach – you can encourage kids to have passion to start something in any class. So going beyond that in the next step to me is being able to make money off of it. That's yes, something. That does, yeah, that's the hurdle. I would like to brainstorm about that.
1: Okay, so one of the key things that in the definition of entrepreneurship is you you not only manage um, the organizing the business itself, you're also managing the risks that's involved. Financial risk is a, a huge. Kind it is. Of, yeah, right? yeah. So uh, here we are at um, at an undergrad engineering level senior students who know that they want to use their skills in something that's that's more close to their heart so to speak uh, but they end up in big corporations that it's it's, it's, it's great it's a great start to a career but it is a step um, lesser than what they really want to do so the biggest factor for that is the risks that in, that is involved right they're so, not
0: willing to take that risk. Yes. You know, so I have a couple answers to that. I don't know. And then you can tell me what you think. Okay. My immediate first thing that I thought of was very simple improv classes. Okay. (laughs) One of the biggest things that they teach you is to be okay with risk. It's so funny how one of the biggest fears of people is public speaking or looking stupid on a stage. Right. And if you're forced to do that in an improv class, you get over it after a while quite quite easily in a fun way it becomes positive it becomes a thing that you embrace you embrace the risk and in a way you embrace failure because on stage it's it's fine no one's getting hurt interesting and so i highly recommend that i have a friend who i met from improv class who also took trapeze class what is that it's you learn how to swing on a trapeze wow Okay. and something like that so i'm not saying that you should put yourself in physical danger uh, and do something like that. But I think that sports in general, like trying something new that you don't know how to do, is another way to get over that. Like this whole thing about risk taking is being able to judge the amount of risk that you're going to face. And if it's a reasonable amount of risk, to feel that emotion and be fine with it. I think that successful entrepreneurs are willing to fail a lot. They're willing to feel the emotion of being.
1: I think, I think, a uh, I think the key word is measured risks. Measured. Yeah. Calculated yeah, risks. Yeah, is calculator, that special calculator.
0: yeah. So the, exactly. So there's a couple, like this whole idea of risk, this question of risk, I mean, has a lot of little details. Yeah. One idea is being able to stand it. That's, that's the part with the improv class. But then how do you measure it and how do you measure it accurately? Those are two more questions. So the whole finance game. Teaching people how to deal with money—that's one way to help measure your risk. So I took a micro, uh, no, macroeconomics class in high school, and that was—it was really boring at the time. I only took it because I needed social science, but it's like that's my first foray into analyzing money and stocks and bonds and all that stuff. And like, you can put numbers to a risky business, literally. Hmm. And so, if if kids are taught how to val- apply valuations literally to different ventures, that would be cool. They can they can value the the time and money in selling Girl Scout cookies. You know, more than just selling it and talking to people, which is still a great skill, by the way. I don't want to mitigate that, but they could also try and measure that. Like if they spend eight hours a day trying to sell cookies, they can think about probabilities of. Of them not making their budgets and all that. That's, stuff. Yeah, that's
1: a, that's a very good problem to think about.
0: Yeah, do you think that your students thought about this at all, like how to measure risk and deal with it when it comes to a business?
1: I don't think so. I mean, this is not a business school; it's a engineering school. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they uh, those teaching about risk analysis. At least so the probability that a beam will fail, yeah. That kind of so thing? in that kind of a context, yeah, there was a little bit of risk analysis, but we are talking about uh, human risk, like taking life risks. Even it, it is calculated. Yeah. Um. So to me, it seems like there is a science behind this. If it's random risk, then there is no science behind it. It's a calculated risk.
0: Well, even if it's random, you can like do some modeling and stuff. But yes, there, there. It's an art as well. It is. Yeah. It is.
1: It's like a. It's a weird uh, position that that it takes. Yeah. I'm gonna change the gear and ask you a different question. Sure. Who is your favorite entrepreneur? Hmm. Past, present.
0: You know, I'd, I'd have to think about that. I don't have one right away. I would love to make as much money as. You know Zuckerberg and Facebook but but Facebook itself has its own flaws you know right
1: so um, let's just stick to um, just the
0: entrepreneurship skills right, skills right. Of it. yeah so what I, don't business know. Does is... I can tell you what I admire about certain people okay. so Zuckerberg for example he started real young and made a lot of money in that sense that is impressive if I separate it out from all the moral <laughs> and yeah, like yeah, yeah. other qualms I have about that, Elon Musk creates cool technology, or is is very interested in cool technology, and I like how he diversifies in space and and energy efficiency and all that cool stuff. So I like that. You know, I interviewed that entrepreneur uh, Connie Hu, who started Arcbotics. Hmm. And she was sticking to her guns. She wanted to make sure that her business was open source. She wanted people to learn from their technology, and and open source is really key to that. So I was like, you know what? I admire that. It hasn't ruined her business or anything. She, it's been a key uh, pillar of her business. In fact,
1: so she's trying to open source is when you're not anyone can think thre- for.
0: Well, like, for example, all the libraries and Arduino code that they use for their Sparky robot, uh, anyone can download it and look at it and use it. And huh. the hardware is based off the Arduino, which is also open source. Okay. So they're selling something that has a lot of open source technology to it. And they lost investors because of that. But they don't need investors. Their real investors are their customers. They have succeeded thus far in... Not only educating kids and and people and adults, which is their mission, they've also made a bunch of money. So it's very interesting. Exactly. So I admire that.
1: Wait, you know what I hear not from a Zuckerberg is,
0: level, but <laughs>
1: right, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Like you know, right. it's not the point. But what I what I'm learning from that story, specific story, is um, even if you want to make a difference, like in a very uh, not from a, I want to make a billion dollars, billion dollars with starting this giant company. If it's even if it's something as simple as I want to educate the kids it has to be done through entrepreneurship so i wonder if uh she what she wanted to do she wanted she to, and her
0: co-founder by the way yeah yeah, yeah. so yes.
1: when they when they <laughs> so it seems like she, they could have uh done different things to have more investors and make more profit uh it seems like the goal of their the vision for them is is beyond this, just the monetary. Uh, exactly, yeah. so, exactly. So in that sense, if, if you're making a difference, it seems like the more central theme is they want to mm-hmm. make a difference. In a,
0: yeah, their metrics for success was yeah. not just money. So yeah.
1: So what I'm learning from that is if you want to make a difference, nothing to do with money, money or business, it still has to be run as a business. It still has to be done from a very entrepreneurship mindset. So entrepreneurship may not be just about businesses and making
0: money. Some people would argue with you, I think. Hmm. Some people would say, businesses make money, otherwise you're a charity. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: know? So uh, there was one class that I took. um, It's called the New Venture Creation um, at UT. And one of the biggest surprises that I've had was uh, that... The teacher. His name is Rob Adams. I took that class. You took it too? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's the class it was you're talking about. Probably two years about? before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's, He's, an, amazing He's yeah, an amazing guy. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. So anyone guy.
0: listening, Rob Adams has a book about market validation. It's a great little book for you to to read. It's it's very much. Yeah, I don't remember the name. Do you remember the name? I think oh, it's yeah, called I Market it's Validation. Called, no, no, no I, think, <laughs> no. I think I think it's called
1: If You Sell If You. He's got a couple books though. Okay. All right. So I was prescribed uh, as a textbook. One of them. If okay. you sell it, will they come? Something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's put it on the description. and Yeah, yeah I'll put uh, it in the show notes. Yeah. So um, I, I took a class and I was very, very surprised to learn that these huge um, NGOs and non-profit organizations, they have the same exact yep. business model yep. as big tech companies. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, this makes no sense. This tech company is all about making a profit. And this is the exact opposite of that. But that is how it. It's just what
0: works. Yeah, you have to run it like a like a business, quote unquote. In in that you have to know what you're doing with your metrics, and you have to organize well. It's just that the profits don't go to the pockets. The yeah, not although you can still get paid really well at a nonprofit because money just doesn't go to shareholders. But
1: it's even the profit. You know, these NGOs they have competitors. They are cutthroat which just was very yes. surprised by that. I was like, wait, these are supposed to be a more chill people. They aren't supposed to cut cutthroat. But if you want a business to sustain, if you want a big organization to sustain like that, they need to use the principles of management. Yes. And uh, so it, it, to me, it seems like from the discussion and the story you shared, entrepreneurship is not constrained to a money-making mechanism. It seems like anything you want to do that is uh, big, that's uh, on your own, uh, it has to be done from an entrepreneurship mindset.
0: And, you know, I think that's one of the dangers of uh, promoting business or entrepreneurship education. Similar to how engineers have the stereotype of maybe being socially inept or not cool or whatever, and that's not right, I think it's very easy to stereotype anyone who's in business or entrepreneurship as a money-grubbing, you know, immoral, like, scrooge. Wolf and, of Wall Street. And there certainly were people like that out there, which oh, is yeah. bad. Oh, Just yeah, like yeah. I'm sure there are asocial engineers out there. It doesn't mean that we want to continue having them. We should have entrepreneurs who are not evil doing stuff. You know, there's you know? an
1: actual uh, specific specialization in entrepreneurship. It's called social entrepreneurship. Yeah,
0: yeah. and yeah. I think that that's another avenue that uh you could tell kids about as well, especially kids who might have the wrong idea that business people are only bad. Hey, you can teach them there is such a thing as social entrepreneurs. Like the whole theory of America and American capitalism is that, quote, unquote, better companies will beat out the rest. I don't know if that's true. Competition, yeah. I, I, I don't stupid. know if that's true all the time because there are certainly companies that do bad stuff that have survived a long time. But but the idea is, hey, if you are one of the, you know, good people with values that you aren't gonna compromise on, hopefully maybe you can start a good business that actually helps people. Hopefully business won't poison you. That's what people say about politics that you
1: power corrupts. Yeah. And right, and, and yeah.
0: as you just said, corporations and business people, they're gonna be the new powerhouses. Hopefully power will not corrupt. I you.
1: think they already are
0: yeah and so this is a dangerous thing this is this is a tricky discussion
1: here. well yeah it, okay I mean, it's not i'm not really, really i don't really i'm not really interested in if it's, it's good or bad or yeah so. it is what it is
0: okay so you're more along the philosophy of this is what's happening we this is what's deal happening so okay.
1: uh we better start learning to uh, this
0: all of the yeah better reasons for yeah, teachers to start, start teaching, teaching our kids. yeah Let me ask you, who's your favorite entrepreneurs and why?
1: I would say Elon Musk. The reasoning is simple. It's, yeah. um His he has a much larger vision than um, any other entrepreneur that I know of, and every single company that he has built reflects that vision. Um, and. And it's not like other companies are small. They are all like each huge companies in their own right. It, it just blows my mind that he solved all these problems one by one. And then you see this whole vision of his shape. It just blows my mind. And if, uh, just to give you a small, um, just to the vision yeah. is he first started, um, he started PayPal first, right? Online banking. He did PayPal? Oh, I he did He did PayPal. That. Yes, yes. Uh, but, huh. yeah, he, he he sold it, I think. Or I don't know what happened to it. But uh, he's not anymore.
0: Well, it went with eBay or something, but yeah.
1: Right. So he started Tesla, okay? Which is like he pushed the boundaries of what electric cars can do. And we are at a time when with all the global warming and all the immigrations happening, it's like, he, yes, it's high time somebody solved that problem. He Did that. And then he uh, he moved on to SpaceX. Okay, SpaceX, where he wants to use the significance of SpaceX is, is re launching rockets.
0: To privatize space travel, space yeah. flight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the most significant way to do that that they figured out is landing the rocket again and then relaunching it. Um, and I think it saves a lot and a lot. It saves a lot of resources yeah. compared to a traditional way of just launching cool. it and, and you've seen stunt.
0: that video of like the rocket coming back down right Falcon, and, yes and it's like looking uh, like it's like rewinding the launch that's what <laughs> it looks like I didn't think about it that way but yeah but it's pretty cool no it is it is cool and it inspires So that's yeah awesome. it's not just yeah so
1: it, it does inspires it it's also and then he started this um, solar energy company yes so one of the reasons uh, are to connect all of this what I see is centrally the idea is to um, explore space travel. that'll take people to Mars. and it's uh, space rockets can only use fossil fuels. So it cannot use any other form of fuel. So it needs to use fossil fuel. but then fossil fuels are are, are going down at, a, at an alarm alarmingly, alarmingly you know decreasing an alarming rate. So you have a solution for that. That is, introduce electric cars. And the significance is not just oh, Tesla has a car. No, the significance is, hey, uh, electric cars are viable. Create a market so other other, other companies, you know, f- compete with that too. So you create this trend of electric cars, which is also cooler. So you do that, and you slowly shift the market towards that. You save the fossil fuel a lot of a lot Um And then you, you reduce the fossil fuel con- con- consumption so low. It's just it's just affecting the world in so many different ways. So in that sense, I think um, his entire vision for not just the company, for humanity itself, is just awe inspiring.
0: Right. He's he's done a lot. He has a broad vision for helping humanity, not yeah. just himself. Yes. Yeah. Social entrepreneurship. Like sure. You're talking about. And and the proof is in the pudding. He's made a big, like measurable, effect on yep. society so far. Yeah. And he's not done. So he's so that's kind of cool. I hope, yeah. I think that makes me have another idea for teaching entrepreneurship okay, to the kids. Yeah. Like you need to give them these role models. Hmm. You know, if you heard about someone who was like you, who could overcome everything and figure out how to yeah, be an that, engineer, man, yeah. I bet it's the same thing for a successful business person, let alone an engineer slash business person. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon Musk, maybe some kid is looking down and they're like, oh, maybe I could be like him. Right, and in the case of other people, maybe like her, or maybe like this other person, you know. And no, and so, think about it. there's a bunch of other resources out there to um, give examples of those people, like uh, oh, I don't know, the, those all those STEM engineering uh, networks, like LinkEngineering.org. You can get connected to engineers, but maybe they can get, maybe you can get connected to entrepreneurs as well who are successful just I, I wonder though entrepreneurs by definition if they're super successful they probably are really busy and have all these people around them right
1: i mean how busy are you right now
0: oh i'm busy but i'm not even as <laughs> successful i'm just doing this podcast you know but like i'm super busy and i need to make money still
1: right but the thing but is yeah like so we can't get Elon Musk to
0: go visit the local middle school can yeah we? you can so <laughs> so that's a challenge actually yeah that's another need how can we bring business people into the classroom So we know a teacher up in the Northeast who is starting a company as well as teaching, right? Uh, Melanie? Oh, yes. Yeah, she's been on this podcast before. But uh, she is super busy because when you're an entrepreneur, you have lots of stuff to do.
1: And I think she's doing it in uh, middle school, high school level.
0: I think so. And she's
1: teaching also. So it is starting. It's It's definitely something that's happening right yes, now. Yes,
0: she's in the stage of market validation. Well, a second round of it.
1: No, I meant uh, entrepreneurship education is, is oh, happening. Oh,
0: well, no, no, What I was going to say is mm. she is doing it for herself. Mm. She, I, as far as I know, she's not teaching an entrepreneurship class. Oh,
1: she is. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you know this.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe I don't. Uh,
1: yeah, so she, is, uh, she, is, she was actually asked to... Um, I'm not sure why. Maybe she doesn't mind... It's it's yeah, free advertising for her, yeah. So, um, so this is a, this is one of the schools that's in Seattle that um has engineering education in high school level, and they have engineering uh, part one, part two. And as a part three, what they've done is they Um, want to introduce entrepreneurship. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it is happening right now. Okay. Good. I'm glad you told me because I didn't know if it was happening. I thought that's why you brought it up. No, but
0: I I remember them talking about it, but I guess it's a thing now. That's awesome. So Melanie, if you're listening, congrats.
1: Congratulations. Uh, That's a Great job you're doing.
0: Yeah, and I think that um, she's not the only one. I know that there are other schools that have. Yeah, yeah, it things. is definitely something. So, and and it's, it's it up. follows that same model of an engineering design class. You spend maybe the first semester writing your business plan and everything that involves, that is involved, like the market validation, the prototyping, all that. And then in the second semester, you actually try to do it. And so, I, it's a lot of work, I think, on the teacher's part. And we can check in with Melanie later to see how it goes.
1: That would be awesome if we could join yeah, us yeah, yeah. in this conversation. But yeah, that's maybe that's Maybe this asks for a part two. Maybe there's, a lot, <laughs> <laughs> there's more and we we're can We're going talk on 48
0: about. minutes now, so we'll, yeah. have to, we'll, 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 we'll have a part two for sure. And so, my next question, maybe the last question is like, if you've got teachers who are not entrepreneurs themselves, this is like the exact same question we ask about engineers. If you've got... Teachers who are not entrepreneurs or not engineers or not engineers or entrepreneurs, how can you expect them to teach those subjects?
1: See, that that makes me question that can is entrepreneurship something that you teach, or is it something that's nurtured?
0: Is it born or is it made? Something like that. That's yeah. the question they yeah. always so ask.
1: If it I don't think entrepreneurship can be taught in a conventional sense. You can teach people how to make a business plan. You can teach people how to manage finances. But how can you teach willingness to people? I think it it only has to it can only be nurtured. And I think teachers are the best schools and teachers are the best place to nurture those kind of qualities.
0: Hmm. So what do you mean by nurture? You think that you can't teach it, you can only nurture it. What does that mean? What's the difference?
1: Um the difference is, is teaching is hey these are the things. Do it. You learn it. You apply, you get the results. Uh, so that'll be teaching. You can teach math. You can teach finances. You can teach. Uh, there's a lot of things like you literally
0: can teach. showing them. Okay, these are the steps to solving this yeah. problem. Yeah. Go do it. Okay.
1: So nurturing, on the other hand, is um all you can do is create an environment, create an atmosphere that's conductive for certain qualities to to be explored by the students
0: and to fail safely. Safely, the okay. impromptu
1: that you're talking about, to me, it seems like. Um, the, you cannot teach improv to anything. So all you can do is create an atmosphere of, hey, we are here to have fun. It's okay if we fail. Everybody's going to laugh with you. That's the atmosphere that's being created. That's
0: funny. They, improv uh, trainers would say, yes, of course you can teach improv. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And so, so this is where, no, I'm not like disagreeing with you. Mm. I'm just saying that there's hope. So if you can teach improv, which is like, you know, level one, then maybe you can teach entrepreneurship at level 10. Maybe. And and it is about creating a safe environment where people will fail and experience failing over and over. I think that's the challenging part because with improv, you fail like a million times in one class and you get better. With entrepreneurship, I mean, in one year, how many businesses can you get one kid to start and fail, you know? I mean, here I am I'm on my, like, third venture <laughs> and failing, you know? But it takes forever to go through that cycle because yeah. you learn through failing. You learn... By doing everything, I think entrepreneurship just takes a long time. Like, it does. Is there such a thing as an entrepreneurship or business simulation? Like, uh, you know how the Sim City, the right. video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know that there's some video games where you simulate running a business, like Roller Coaster Tycoon, and you have right, to start right. like a. Uh, th- so I'm wondering, oh, maybe there's a way to speed up that process, or like you can have mini businesses within your school, and like. Uh, I don't know whether it's that bake sale or you create a video game that you sell to your school or you create this little robot. Like there must be a way to speed up that cycle of business research, creation, execution cycle and maintenance or failure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. You're going to go on to do more engineering education work, uh, in the university. Yeah. And I would love if you found out. If there was a way to speed up that cycle,
1: well, for now, all I all, all I'm looking at is uh, how can I, how can we create an atmosphere? So, okay. but uh, but um, I think I should look into improv. You should. Yeah, I keep see, on like, saying that I, I need an episode
0: yeah. on improv and engineering, and I there will get that so one got, day.
1: I got two ideas for future Yes,
0: yeah. I, I totally will do that one day. So then, what else should go into a good environment, or should we just leave the conversation there? I think it's
1: definitely calls for part two, and if we could get Melanie into it, that'll be amazing too.
0: Yeah, we will find out how wrong we are about all our ideas. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm. (laughs) She's gonna be the one who's like, "I've done this. (laughs) I know what works and what doesn't." Uh, So you fail, cool, and you learn, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, so then, this was a good talk. It was a good talk. Yeah. Thanks for the the, uh, questions. Thanks for the answers. And uh, I hope that everyone listening has thought a little bit more about. How they can teach entrepreneurship in their or just classrooms. the idea
1: of hey entrepreneurship is a thing it's a viable option
0: it is a thing it's a yes. viable
1: thing that can happen is happening so something whether to you be like a, it or you need, not yeah, you, need, <laughs> you need to be aware of it right now it just start getting aware of it uh, in a few years I think it'll it'll be more in a school level high school middle school level it'll be a lot more emphasis on a lot of, of
0: competition for Pios Labs by like, right, graduated yeah. from high school yeah All right. looking forward to it yep On behalf of both Southern and me, thank you for listening. Let us know your thoughts on all this. Message the show on Twitter at K12Engineering. Message Southern at SouthernSathia. Or message me at Pius Wong. If you listen on iTunes or Stitcher, please give us a rating and a review. Follow the show on Facebook. And finally, you can send love to the show by donating on Patreon to Pios Labs. Find the details at the podcast website, k12engineering.net. Our closing music is from Late for School by Bleep Tour under a Creative Commons Attribution License. The K 12 Engineering Education Podcast is a production of my independent studio, Pios Labs, and you can support Pios Labs at wwwpatreoncom Pios Labs.